Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lottie Walker and together with the Exchange Theatre in Twickenham, I've curated a short series of one-woman shows to celebrate International Women's Day and Women's History Month. One Woman Wednesdays runs every Wednesday in March this year and we'll be introducing you to historical, mythical and personal heroines of our wonderful performers, all of whom I'm going to be chatting to in a podcast episode. So enjoy the podcast and do come along to Twickenham to see us. If you can't get to Twickenham, then all of the shows are touring, so try and catch them somewhere else in the country. In today's Zoom room, we are speaking to Lubna Kerr, who is bringing her show Tickbox to the exchange in Twickenham. Tickbox is semi-autobiographical, I believe. So um, welcome, Lubna. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. What I find really interesting is the title of the show. So why is it called Tickbox? That's a really interesting question, actually, for a variety of different reasons. There's a double layer, really, to it. I feel as if I've spent my life ticking boxes for people because I am female or because I am now older or because I'm a woman of colour or because I'm a mother or, you know, or because I'm Pakistani. So I have been ticking boxes all my life. But also there are boxes that I want to tick that I haven't had the opportunity to do, to write a play, to perform a one-woman show, to tour it, you know, around the UK and internationally. So I wanted something where I didn't have to explain to people what it meant and I wanted a title where it just said what it is on the tin and people could take out of that what they wanted to so I think people have their own understanding of the word tick box and then when I'm talking about it very often the word comes up in the conversation not about the play just a bit oh so you're so yes we're taking lots of boxes and then people that stop and think Ah, that's why she's called it tickbox. It makes sense now you say that. Yeah, yeah, because it's one of those phrases that you just use all the time, isn't it? Absolutely, totally, totally. And and at the end of the day, we're trying to sell a show. So if it's a phrase that people are familiar with, they're more likely to remember it as well. Oh, what was that show that that woman did from Scotland? Oh, yeah, tickbox. You know, it just sort of flows off the tongue. I said it's semi-autobiographical. So is it actually about you-ish or about other people-ish? It's based on my parents' journey coming from a very middle-class life in Pakistan where my father got a scholarship to do a PhD in chemistry from Strathclyde University. So it's my parents' journey from Pakistan and he brings my mum and in Pakistan and, and in other parts of the world, you know, it's a hierarchy where she didn't need to look after the children, she had someone to help her cook, clean, do all these things. And then he brings her to Glasgow to govern in particular, which is not middle class, and takes her to a one bedroom, fourth floor story tenement. And my mum's like, oh, is this a whole house ours? You know, it's just that. So the the, the story is true. What is maybe not totally um, accurate is the dialogue that happened between me and my teachers because I obviously can't remember what I said when I was seven or ten <laughs> so that's the bit that's where I've called it semi-autobiographical the story is true just the dialogue might not be so the essence of it is yeah. it, it, it really happened absolutely all of that happened all of that happened but using artistic license I've maybe you know 
for like artistic effect, shall we say, and to make up money as well. In your other life, you are a stand-up comedian, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I am a stand-up comedian. And I love humour and I wanted to bring humour into the play because I think when you laugh, you relax, and when you relax, you take more in. And there are lots of powerful messages that I want people to take away from the play. And so if they're relaxed, then they're more likely to absorb those messages. I've gigged in the US, I've gigged in the UK, and I bring some of that into the play. I bring humour into the play. And do you have a, a particular audience that you're aiming to attract? I'm really keen to get more people of colour to be involved in the arts. So whether that's on stage or behind the stage or, you know, they could be, they could write, they could do the makeup, they could do set design, they could do music, they could direct. They don't just necessarily need to be on the stage. And I want to show people that actually it's possible. It's possible to have a life and a career in the arts. So I want to attract more people from a minority background, but global majority, I should say, but minority in the UK, I want them to come and see and hear the story because although it's my parents' story, it will be their story. If they have migrated from anywhere in the world, if they're Chinese or if they're Pakistani, or if they're from the Caribbean, if they've come to the UK, whatever they've come from, Ukraine, wherever, the process of migration, they will have experienced some, if not all, of the things that the story shares. It's for people who've never been to the arts. It's for everybody, really old and young, of every age, of every ethnic background. But I also want to be seen as a role model for those people who are not engaged in the arts. It's interesting when you do stand-up comedy, actually, because the majority of the people on the bill tend to be young, white males. So my comedy is very much based in the life I've lived. And I've lived a few years, so I have lots of stories to tell. And I like to entertain And I think when people come to see the play, they will have a mixture of different emotions. They'll laugh, they'll cry, they'll feel sad, they'll have empathy. They'll say, that's my story. They'll be inspired. The number of people have come to me after the show and said, do you know what, I'm going to write my story. Or do you know what, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. Or do you know what, I'm going to do that open mic. I'm going to be a singer. And that just fills my heart with joy because I'm like, that is exactly what I want to do. Is I want to encourage people to go out there and perform do whatever makes their heart sing oh that's lovely you wrote the play did you write the play about you because it was a subject that you knew and it was an easy way to write a play or did you want to get the story out there and think the only way to do it was to write a play about it a mixture I wrote the play because it was as you know as an actress of a certain age and not white it's difficult to get parts So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to write my own play because I write my own play, I get to play the parts. I play eight different characters. You know, I'm playing all the parts that I would in a normal play. So it really was to be able to show people that I can perform, I can play different characters. So that was one of the reasons. Other reason was my parents both left a legacy, a fantastic legacy, which when you come to see the play, you'll see. And I think that's really important to share with the world. Because very much Pakistan people are have been over the past few years being vilified for a variety of different reasons. And they're only talked about in bad ways. And I'm thinking, that's not fair. We were all getting tarred with the same brush. There are good and bad people in every community, in every culture, in every race. 
And it's not fair that we just seem to be bad people. So I think it's really important to share good, positive stories. And as I said, my parents left such a fantastic legacy. You know, who else can say their fathers had a chemical reaction named after them? And I think it's something we need to share with the world. So, yeah, I want to keep my parents' story alive and keeping their story alive keeps them closer to me as well. So I'm always talking about them. Well, that's lovely. So the audience that you're actually been playing to, I know it's been quite varied, hasn't it? Because you've you've done some rural touring as well as sort of things like The Fringe. The Fringe was brilliant. The first year I did The Fringe, it was a small run. And I did workshops with people of colour to get them to come to the show and they got free tickets to it. So that was great. Last year when I did the two-week run, I didn't do any workshops. And I, I had kept in touch with people who'd seen it. But, you know, it just took a couple of people who came to see the show and then word of mouth. And by the end of the run at the Fringe, 50% of the people in the audience were of colour and I didn't know them. And that was just absolutely brilliant. So, so that's great when you do something like that. The rural touring, there are very few people of colour there. And I did a show um, in northwest Scotland in a place called Tevala, which is not far from Oban. And 40 people had booked to come and see the show. When I do rural touring, it's totally different because I take Pakistani snacks with me. It's a whole evening, you know, of, of entertainment. They come in, they get the food, there's Pakistani music playing. They're in the zone. So before the play starts, they're already in the, the Pakistani zone with the food and the music and then after the play I have a question answer session which can take up to 45 minutes so in Tevala 40 people had booked so I'd taken food enough food for 40 people 41 more turn up on the night and so all of a sudden the audience has doubled you know so I'm like well you're only going to get half a samosa now <laughs> you should have told me that nobody complained and the question and answer session was 45 minutes and it was just amazing. So that's what I'm hoping we'll do in Tokenham. We'll have the food beforehand and we'll have the Pakistani music playing and it's a whole evening of entertainment. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what should I do on the 15th of March? Well, come along for two and a half hours of entertainment. You'll get food, you'll get music, you'll get laughter, you'll get songs and you'll be made to feel very welcome. And you'll leave the place with us. Spring in your step. And we can't say more than that. How marvellous. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to the samosas. <laughs> well, thank you a for organising it. It's been amazing. Really brilliant. Oh, well, thank, you. thank you so much for, for coming down. I'm really looking forward to it. And we'll have a, a wonderful evening. Thanks very much for joining us today. My pleasure. It's been been super. I look forward to seeing you 15th of March. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about our guests and the shows, then do check out the show notes. There's also information there about us and how you can follow us on social media, stay in touch with us and support us going forward. We really do appreciate all your help and support and look forward to being in touch with you again soon.